So tonight, just want to continue with uh, the series of impossible dreams, uh, but divine possibilities. And because the impossibility is when you're in that place and you've got a mortgage and car payments and and your boss is, you know, got demands on you, it just, you feel trapped. And you really don't know how to get out of that. And it, it is, it feels impossible. But yet, as we step out on faith, God creates, goes from the impossibilities to the, to the possible when we really set our sights on what God promises and he provides. And, and so in, in that... Last week we talked about personal vision, and tonight we want to talk a little bit about your family vision. And I just invite you to begin really thinking about what is the vision for your family? What is the vision for your wife? What is the vision for your, your children? And to build on last week, if he, without, um, without a vision, the people or the man perishes. And it doesn't take too long to interact with a man who has no vision, and you can really feel the death on him, if you know what I mean. There's no life, there's no hope, it's just the guy is dried out, burnt out, whatever that is, and it's a man without vision. And men, it's a, it's a hard challenge, but if you're still in that place, or you're in that place tonight, I just encourage you just to press in, That as we talked about last week, if we look closely at the text from Proverbs, that a vision is really revelation from the Lord. And that revelation comes from time with him. And as you spend time with him, God begins to speak vision and life over you. And for you to build into your family, your wife, your children, men, we have to have a vision from God. We have to have it for ourselves. And that begins to carry over into a vision for our family. This guy who's running in the video is surviving, isn't he? He's, he's really desperate. And how many of you been in that place? I mean, ever. Do you, do you know what that feels like? And when, you are, when you're reacting to the tyranny, the urgent, and the demands of the day, and you're just in crisis, the last thing you have is a vision for your wife. The last thing you have is a vision for your kids. Last week, I took a little bit of a reflective approach because my hope was that something would stir in each of you men to really leave last week with a heart and desire to connect with the Lord. And that is not easy for men who don't even know where to begin to have a conversation with God. Tonight, I'd like to make it a little bit more practical in, in ways that you can literally leave here tonight with something tangible and sticky, which men of action kind of like, right, (laughs) with me on that. And just stand up, humor me if you would, stand up, let's, you know, rainy evening, let's, uh, let's get the blood flowing here a little bit. So all of you guys, you know, grab your right hand. We're not going to say the Pledge of Allegiance, but what do you guys feel? Heart, right? Yep. That's your heart. And then right here, what is this? Is your head. And then both hands out, gentlemen. What you got? Head, hands. Heart, head, and hands. And guys, I want to suggest to you a vision for your family tonight is going to come from a heart and a head 
and a hands. And I want to lead you kind of in some thinking with that. So while we're up, let's just jump three times. Here we go. Ready? One, two, three. There you go. Now we're ready. We're ready to move, ready to engage. So y'all sit down. Thanks for humoring me in that. You know, guys, that's just it. I mean, it is hard to get reflective and introspective, and most guys can stay there for just a little bit. But at some point, we got to move, and we got to take some action on this stuff. And so as you connect with the Lord, whatever that looks like for you in the morning, the evening, um, you just as God begins to speak vision and life over you, that he speaks vision and life over your husband, over your over your wife and your kids, and it has to start at a heart level. And so on the heart level, guys, there's first word I'd like to to have you take. It's the word turn. And if if in that word turn, uh, there there are dozens of places in the scripture that uh, uses that word of the word turn, but I'd like to just go to a place that may be familiar to some of you guys, and it's it's out of Malachi, Malachi 4.6. So if you guys have your Bibles, please turn with me, and we'll just take a look at the text together and see it. And for some of you, it's familiar, but I'd like just to have your eyes on it and refresh yourself in that. It's out of Malachi 4.6. And this is really the crux or the heart of the matter for a vision for your family. To be a, men, men, a man of vision... Malachi 4, 6, he will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, or else I will come and strike the land with a curse. Guys, it really is an amazing thing that the word turn there, it, it, in, in reality, it is a form of repentance, is that you see something and you're moving in this direction and all something vexes in your spirit, your conscience is stirred, and it is, you know there's something in your conscience and it is time to turn and go the other way. It is, is it a repent? It is, you could use it in a temptation context out of 2 Timothy 2.22 that says, flee from youthful lust. It's that turn and go the other way. Flee from youthful lust and go where? Pursue faith love and purity along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. It is an action, but it starts with the heart level to turn. And in a practical way, we feel it, men, when there's something at a heart level for us that we turn and it begins this drift or this wedge in our relationship with our spouses. And we all know what that feels like. There's something that your son does that provokes something inside of you and drives you nuts and rather engage in an in a edifying, healthy process of discipline, you get ticked. And you feel the turn in your heart away from your son. And if, if, if that's not stopped, if we look at Malachi, it, it, it's a setup for a curse. But at the same time, the turn back to the Lord, a turn back to unity in relationship with our spouses and to turn back to restoration of relationship with our children, there, there's a blessing. And guys, I don't know about you, but there's no formula for that. That, that is a daily, daily work because 
everything in the enemy's camp, the primary tactic is to bring disunity in our home. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? And when you have that, it shuts everything down. And when you have that disunity, there is nothing quicker that will kill a vision than disunity in your home. So what are some things that you can do to get out in front of this thing? And I just want to move you from kind of this heart place of turning at a heart level where you're for your wife and you're for your kids and to the head. I I want to have you guys think, to move from turn to think. What are you guys thinking? And I want to have us take a look at Philippians 4, 8 and 9. Again, this is familiar text, but look at it in the context of a vision for your family as you, as you work with your, just in conversation with your wife and your kids. Philippians 4, verses 8. Wow. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, Whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. A few years ago, we were in transition from uh, a new startup school called Da Vinci here, and we were noticing some things where our kids were kind of falling off a little bit. And so, you know, after much prayer and a process with my wife, we went into kind of a homeschool deal for a couple years through a TCA day program, um, and, and that was just a rich, rich season for, for our kids and my wife, and one of those things that came out of that was literally, you know, our room where we did the homeschool, just the entire room was just littered, I mean, you know, wallpapered with scriptures, and this scripture is colored and all this stuff, you know, and it's still up today, all these years later, where I see this almost on a weekly basis that was pinned from my daughter. And here she is just last week from a little, you know, group that she's in, a little Bible study that she's like, Daddy, I, I had to do my verse and, you know, we got a little prize and, oh, honey, what's your verse? And I didn't really know what she was doing. And so here she is telling me her verse a verse that she learned, you know, has been on the wall from five years ago. And again, finally, Daddy, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So guys, when you th- what are your thoughts like? What is your thought life like in the context of when you're with your wife, when you're with your kids, And guys, what comes from the heart goes through your thoughts and it cannot help but affect your speech. So when you go from a turn to what you think, what what is your talk like? What is your speech towards your children? And to go back to the Malachi, depending on what's happening inside of you, it either comes out, guys, I just hate to be just so blunt about it, but it comes out as a curse or it comes out as a blessing. And this is why, men, we have to take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ, especially 
within our home because we set the vision, we set the atmosphere and the environment for our home. And much of that comes from what flows from our heart to our thoughts to our speech. And so, guys, just as you think about that, what, what comes out of your mouth on a daily basis? And if I was to ask your wife, if we could bring the wives here and line them up. And so, you know, how do you experience your husband today or this week or maybe at 530 when he's home from work? How do you experience him? Is he speaking out blessings or curses in light of his emotions from the day or whatever he's facing? You know, and, and what, what's the governor on your tongue, guys? What is that? And nobody's perfect in this. But yet it's inviting others into helping you tame your tongue, so to speak, but rather just anointing your tongue to let your words be spoken blessing. Let's also look at the second part here, verse 9. Whatever you've learned from me or received or heard from me, put it into practice and the peace will be with you. And so this is a question of modeling. And, and so as we watched this video earlier, whether we're sitting here experiencing that video as the little boy with the baseball cap on, how are you fathering in the way that was modeled for you? Some guys, you did have great models. And some guys, not so much. And so... Whatever your background is, whatever your upbringing was, who are the men that are modeling being a man of vision for your family? Who are the men that you're surrounding yourself with that when you see them, you go, ah, I don't know exactly what that is, but there's something in that, that that's what I want. And guys, in some ways, that ties to vision of where you're going based on who you're modeling after, isn't it? And if if your world is so closed in that you don't necessarily have those models in your life or you're not looking to them, there's somewhere in this that you're going to default to maybe what you had. And and for some, that's okay. But for most of us, if I talk with men, that's, you know, not so good. So again, just... The vision for that, that I come all the way to just a practicality of your hands. What are you doing? What are you doing that represents vision that's tangible and sticky? Guys, one of the funnest things to do is to ask you to sit with you and ask you for your calendar. I could ask for your calendar and I could ask for your checkbook. And guys, without too much imagination, your values will be revealed pretty quickly. That's not a a point of condemnation. It's a reality. Where your treasure is, there your heart is also. Your money and your time, guys. And how is that being invested into your wife and your children? So to lead us through this, just, just the salvation for your souls that's reflected in your heart. How does that come out in your speech? And then also in your schedule. That you guys could literally leave here tonight, I would hope, 
And you could literally schedule time with your wife and time with your kids to begin making deposits into their emotional, spiritual, and mental bank account that the dividends on that one is huge. And so I just encourage you to to look at it in that way that you can literally leave here with some measurable investments because it's going to cost you something. But let's, let's pause right there and say, this is great, Russell. I, you know, I like this. It's a good thing. It's noble. I like being a dad. And most of the time, I like being a husband. You know. So let's go out there and just be good husbands and good fathers. What drives that dutiful thinking? What really drives that behind that? Because you know what, guys? That duty at some point falls off because the demands of your boss and the demands of the day and the demands of bills somehow take over the dutiful good man that would make a few little investments in your kids. And guys, I just want to encourage you, what's going to change you as a husband, what's going to change you as a father is going to be your vision. What's the vision for your wife? What's the vision for your kids? And guys, I don't know how you get there short of just spending time with the Lord. And I mean that with all sincerity. When you sit quiet and you dream about your wife, where she's going to be in 10 years, who's the one that's advocating for the best woman that she is called to be by God? Who's her advocate? Who is fanning the flame of the gift of God inside of your wife? Who's doing that? And have we deferred that in the hope it might be somebody else? Hey, you need to get an older woman in your life, honey. That'll fix it. Anyone try that one? It's good. I just encourage you men that Dutiful activities as husbands and fathers is great, and guys, in the short term, it feels great. But what literally changed the whole culture of your home is the vision that God has put inside of you. As you begin asking God, what do you see in my wife, in your daughter? What do you see in her, and how can I speak that over her? How can I remind her when she forgets because she's dealing with all the kids and everything else going on of who she is? Guys, let us be the advocate for our wives and speak that vision over her. And guys, when you speak vision over her, that vision will speak back to you when you need it most. Let me give you an example of that. Two examples. Grady and I do devotionals regularly, and we have for years, and there are times that he'll either pray or I'll pray or I'll read, and then now he's getting a little better with his reading or whatever, but occasionally we'll take time to work some verses together. And just even particularly this week, we were working the Thessalonians five sixteen through 18, and and I, I literally, I don't know, guys, you can take this tip. You can pay me later if, if it's worth it. But, you know, you take a grease marker, right? This is my son's eight, right? 
So you take a grease dry erase marker and you can write it on the mirror in his bathroom. So 1 Thessalonians 5, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks. Rejoice, pray, thanks. Right on the mirror. This is what daddy's rejoicing in today, son. This is what daddy's praying in. This is what daddy's thankful for. What about you? Well, I don't know. All right, let's try it again. Next thing you know, he's writing some stuff down. And then come back to it a day later because it's on the mirror. Says it again, comes back to it. But you know what? Somehow in the midst of last night, I wasn't feeling much like rejoicing. And I didn't have a whole lot to be... I mean, I was thankful, but yet I just wasn't quite there. But yet the vision of what that could be, my son is turning around and speaking that back over me at eight years old. That means the world to me. This is, he's modeling something that's been modeled for him. And this is the kind of actions that you guys can do. On the way over here, I had to run and get my daughter from volleyball and she saw my notes, vision for family. And she starts making fun of me. Hi, my name is Russell. I've got a book coming out in a few years called Vision for Family, and it's already written. And then, and then, she was totally making fun of me, but yet it's speaking life back into me because she knows her daddy. And guys, so when you speak vision, vision will come back to you. But yet, again, in all seriousness, when you're dealing with the tyranny of the urgent, or you're like the guy in the video, and you're exhausted, and you're just dealing with the demands of the day, the duty is not going to sustain you as a husband and father. What will sustain you is the vision. And when you speak it, it's a blessing to your wife and your kids. And then, when, guys, when you need it most, it is the richest thing ever. Is that when your wife and your kids are turning around speaking that same vision back to you, it's the very gift of the Holy Spirit in the context of family. It is awesome. It is awesome. So guys, I just encourage you with that tonight, um, just to really, as you press in to the Lord for a vision for you, that he would speak, and as you ask, a vision for your wife and for each one of your children. And man, you talk about just awesome. Think about training up a child in the way he or she should go. When he's old, he'll not depart from that. That's not hardline duty or discipline. That's understanding the heart of our children. And as God speaks vision to you about your sons and daughters as advocates for them, you begin speaking that life and vision over them. That training will move them into that space. And it is a sacred, awesome trust. I mean, if, if, if he's not going to be an astronaut because, you know, he's an artist, then, you know, don't get crazy with that, Right you know, engineers and artists or whatever, but just, you know, and there's some older dads that can help you through some of that stuff. But as you begin to discern where they're headed and you begin speaking that over them, it is awesome. And it just brings life to them. And especially in the context as they get older, as teenagers and so on, it just means the world. And so, guys, that's the biggest thing you can do for your kids and your family, just to speak life over them. But gentlemen, do not leave here without 
Just scheduling the time for yourself to get alone with God. Let him speak vision over you. Let him speak vision over your family. And all will be well with you because you'll be a man blessed and full of life. So is that helpful? Good. So we're in this three-part talk next week. Um, I want to share with you a little bit um, from the scriptures, looking at the life of Paul on uh, a little bit of theology of work and just a vision for your work. And work is, uh, is where we live, isn't it, guys? And I just want to invite you to look biblically at some work uh, ideas that I just hope that would breathe some vision and life into you and then um, and be an encouragement to you as well. So we're going to take a break after that, and we're going to, you know, Memorial Day, and, and then we'll come back in June, and then we'll move into uh, a series on conversations. So now you're scheduling it. Now you're getting moving on this stuff. So when you actually schedule that date with your kids... When you actually schedule that time with your wife, what in the world do you talk about? (laughs) So we're going to do conversations with your wife, conversation with your kids, and conversation with your God. And then we'll wrap up and take off for uh, July. So does that sound like a good good pathway for us? So, So I want to leave you with this. The question is just for you guys to kick around is... um, if you, if you have the sheets at your table, I want to come back to the heart, head, and hands thing. Where are you really, where is, your, where is your struggle, and where is your stretch, and where is your strength in this area? What are those, in those three areas, as is, is, is you turn your heart to God, as you're thinking about things, and you're actually training and doing the work, which one is an area you are really struggling with and which one are you need to develop in and which one are you just really strong in uh, that you can encourage another brother who's struggling in that area. And so, and then uh, finally, just a question around that, just who, who are the models? Write down the names of the men who are the models as husbands and fathers for you. We can certainly come up with probably bad examples but I'd like to leave that one off um, and just really name one or two or however many. Who are the models that just really are helping fan into flame the vision of God for your family? So does that sound good? Guys, thank you so much for being here. And we'll press in. Let me pray and uh, be great. Father, thank you for these men. I thank you for just uh, their faithfulness as husbands and fathers. God, I just pray that as they draw near to you and you draw near, that you would draw near to them. And that, uh, that as they, however, whatever the measure is that they have been fathered, I pray that you would father them even more and that the overflow of that will be a blessing uh, as they father their kids. And Lord, I just pray and speak vision and life over these men. Just let these guys have eyes to see and ears to hear and hearts to understand just a vision for their family, uh, whatever that may take them on uh, vacations, mission trips, opportunities to serve, opportunities to to give, opportunities just to develop within uh, their homes, just their character, uh, wherever their shortfalls are at, however it needs to be shored up.
God, I just pray that you would speak vision and wisdom over these men and how they're to step into it. And for these men that haven't had it modeled and that just this whole idea to have a conversation with their wife, to pray with their wife, to lead their kids in a devotional life, to lead their home spiritually scares them to death. I just speak against that fear in Jesus' name. I just pray that you would rally a courageous spirit inside of them because you as a good father are with these men. So God, I just uh, pray a blessing over each of these men here tonight. In whatever way they have been cursed, I just speak against that and break that curse in Jesus' name. Let these men be men of God, husbands and fathers, for a blessing and a generation yet to come. In Jesus' name, amen.